You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Brad Hook is the guest of our podcast this week. Uh, welcome to the Ice House podcast. It's good to have all of our listeners with us. He is a partner at the Resilience Institute who have actually partnered with the Ice House for many, many years. And Brad recently spoke at our Auckland alumni event on end of year wellbeing and how to reset over the holiday season. And honestly, the feedback has been absolutely incredible, Brad. People have been lapping up that content and really practical tools so we thought awesome how can we get this out to more people to share the goodness around end of year well-being and so we thought let's have you on the podcast so thanks so much for being on the podcast today thank you so much briar it's a pleasure to be here so good cool so first question is to get to know you a little bit who is brad and what are you passionate about Great question. I sometimes wonder if I'm passionate about too many things <laughs> with too little time. I have always liked learning new ideas, very curious person, and sharing the ideas that I learn. So I suppose in essence, I see myself at the intersection of trying to understand the latest research into human flourishing, well-being, philosophy, and then translating these ideas into simple practices that people can use in their life. So I've always been passionate about that. I've always been passionate about uh, fitness and health and, uh, as I mentioned, very curious yeah. in, in terms of uh, what's out there, what can we learn, what, what practices can uplift our experience of work and life. Amazing, that's very cool. And your role at your at the Resilience Institute, can you unpack what that role looks like and maybe what fulfills you most in your you know position as partner there? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been with the Resilience Institute for a decade. Wow, and cool. I started off working with Dr. Sven as with a real focus on growth. How can we grow our digital presence how can we expand across the world and then I shifted into more of a leadership role uh, focusing on how to stabilize operations how can we create a platform that's scalable mm. and uh, along the way started running a lot of workshops and now my role is chief innovation officer so it's about ideas it's about translating these ideas into tools and platforms and uh, reports that make sense to our clients mm -hmm. as well as of course running workshops what do i find most fulfilling i mean there's nothing quite like being in a room of people when yeah. people are engaged and these ideas resonate and people are trying to find ways to personalize the practices and take them back and use them in their own lives so i love that experience of flow that i get when i'm in a workshop but equally creating new products and tools and imagining how we can repackage our insights into uh, publications that mm. we can share with the world that that also gets me into that flow state which i find highly fulfilling yeah what i found so interesting was at the auckland alumni event we just yeah. did we had let's say 70 business owners in the room all of them were so engaged with everything you were saying, you know, really leaning into the practical stuff. And like you said, they were thinking, now, how does this apply to my world and how can I implement it from tomorrow? You know what I mean? And I thought 
I, it was, I was amazed at just how like there were a lot of different personalities in that room but everyone was so so engaged with you know the practical learning so mm. yeah I can understand that would be very fulfilling for mm. sure and and all um, credit to Dr. Sven, the founder of the Resilience Institute. Yeah, amazing. You know, he created uh, a framework that is integral or holistic that encapsulates body, emotion, mind, that is practical. His mm. approach has always been evidence-based, practical and integral. And I learned a lot from that. So combining some research with some philosophy, with some maybe ancient wisdom or whatever else is applicable and some very practical tools, I find that's the recipe for yeah. engaging people. Yeah, it's great. And yeah, we've loved, you know, engaging and working with Sven as well. He's mm -hmm. incredible, incredible leader in this space. I want to ask you a question. You know, it's funny because I actually pulled this question off of your slides and oh. now I'm going to ask you <laughs> it, which will be fun. Uh, what is something you have achieved in 2023 that you are proud of? Hmm. I did finish a, a new book. Wow, yes. It yep. was challenging process. Uh, it's a book about core values and how to actually activate your values in your work and your life rather than them just being words on a wall. Mm, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, how yep. can you bring them into your work environment as real tools for making decisions, for navigating change and adversity. So that book, it's uh, it, there were some ups and downs in the writing process as there always are, but managing to submit it only four days late to the publisher, <laughs> uh, that was fulfilling. And now, now, now you start to wonder, hmm, was it good enough? Should I <laughs> should I suggest some changes? But uh, sometimes the key is to let go and yeah. um, just go with the process. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Get it out into the world. Mm. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. I'd love to hear your definition of resilience, Brad. What does that mean to you? So we have our technical definition of resilience, which is the learned ability to bounce, to grow, to connect, and to find flow. Mm. And by that, we mean being able to recognize when I'm experiencing pressure or going through some sort of adversity and having some basic skills to bounce forward rather than back. Uh, the research shows that 77% of the time, humans grow stronger as a result of dealing with adversity. Yes. That's the message of hope. And then the growth perspective is, well, what practices will elevate our vitality? What can we practice every day? That's such an important part of resilience. Uh, connection is all about our relationships and flow is about finding our high performance zone, which is increasingly challenging in this busy, busy world. Mm. You know, we are constantly bombarded by technology uh, interruptions, to-do lists that never end, yeah. and finding momentum can be hard. So sometimes we have to deliberately create those conditions. And I think all of those elements lead to resilience. But for me, resilience is, okay, waking up and discovering that there's been some drama or emergency in, in your work, which happens to all of us, all business leaders experience this, and still having the self-awareness to reset and give your child 10 minutes of attention yeah. and a smile and send them off in, in a positive way. Yeah. And then calming the nervous system, fact-checking, is this the end of the world or is there something I can do right now that will start to resolve the problem and being the change you want to see in your team. Yeah, brilliant. That's resilience to me. Yeah, for sure. And I'm that totally would resonate with many listeners in terms of, you know, being business owners and leaders that have woken up before to 
disasters as such and had to go, how are we going to move forward and how am I going to lead in this situation? Yes. Yeah, it's not always easy. And the last few years have been, whew, they have been really tough for yeah. business owners in that specific space. Definitely. Uh, unpredictable as well. And yeah. a lot of people struggle with that uncertainty. Mm. So yeah. being able to stay calm amidst the, the noise and, and turmoil, that's a super skill. Yeah, absolutely. Super skill. I like that. On that, what, what are some common themes that you see when it comes to business owners and resilience? So we are called in, in many different situations, ranging from we want to create a high-performing team. Mm -hmm. So give us some skills that are used in high-performance sport and help us to create the conditions so that we can elevate our performance. You know, uh, an individual in flow state is 500% more productive. A team in flow doubles their productivity. Okay, so that's great. But that's perhaps a small segment yeah. of, our, of our clients. The rest are experiencing challenge, change, uncertainty. Mm. Uh, perhaps there has been a merger or a company has been acquired and now there's this issue of, well, how do we get people to collaborate? Yep. Uh, people are burning out. That's a common uh, story. And so we'll come in and we'll really look at, okay, what's actually happening here? Because sometimes those are just symptoms and we, we, we'll, we'll deconstruct, we'll, we'll measure the resilience across the organization. We've got a tool called the Resilience Diagnostic, which many of the people listening will have done over mm. the years. Yep. And then we can really pinpoint, okay, so we thought we were stressed and burnt out, but actually no one is sleeping. So instead of dealing with the burnout issue, what if we start off with some sleep training? Yes. And then you get this traction. People go, oh, I'm actually sleeping a little bit better than I was before. I've got a bit more energy in the morning. Oh, we're actually finding it easier to focus. And uh, what else are some of our risk factors? Oh, we're highly self-critical. Okay, so let's look at thinking patterns. Mm, so brilliant. it enables us to really drill down to a granular level about what's going on rather than just you know, saying, okay, the world is uncertain and things are, are, are challenging and we'll just come and do a motivational talk, which can be really effective. Mm. It's really pinpointing what are the issues yeah, yeah what are the core yeah. issues in yeah. play and mm. then practically moving forward on those exactly yeah, that's brilliant that makes so much sense yeah what are some key advice that you would give owners or leaders um, of SMEs small you know medium-sized enterprises wanting to improve the everyday habits or well-being throughout the year mm. they, you know they may be sitting here listening going okay it's been a hard year it has been a challenging year for businesses I didn't quite deal with it well throughout the year. What's some little habits or things they can maybe adjust? Yeah. Under pressure and during times of change, the first thing most leaders sacrifice is their own well-being. Yes. I see this as such a common totally. pattern. Yeah. Even in myself, you know, I have a really challenging late night call. I don't want to wake up at my regular time, so I don't hit the snooze button. <laughs> That's a bad idea. Please get rid of the snooze buttons. But I wake up a little later than I would have. Don't go outside. Don't perform my morning routine. Suddenly I'm more fatigued, drinking more coffee. As a result, I'm, mm. I'm awake later the next night. And very quickly we can spiral downwards. Mm. So micro habits, creating a web of positive habits that support you that are non-negotiable, that you can rely on in times of challenge, in times of change, in times 
when, when everything's going well. Yeah. That's important. So I would start with the morning routine. That's the simplest thing to do. Before you get swept away in the busyness of your day, what can you do straight after waking up? Ideally not picking up the phone and scrolling. Because that's going to send you straight into fight flight mode, maybe freeze mode, maybe joy if you landed a huge contract overnight. Great. <laughs> but most of the time, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's worthwhile. So waking up, going outside, getting some sunlight in your eyes. Most research suggests this is one of the most powerful tools in, in resilience. Maybe a, a short stretch yeah. after that. And if, you, if you're willing, a walk around the house. Mm. So now you've spent a little bit of time outdoors in nature. You've uh, stretched your body and you've got that sunlight. That's a wonderful start. That's step one. Mm. And then from there, you can start to build micro habits into your day, such as a break. Uh, whenever I boil the kettle to make a coffee, I'll do five push-ups. Or I will do one minute of tactical calm, long exhalations, just to bring my nervous system back to a stable state. Wow. There's so many small things you can do, but you need to lock them in because the first time you're hit with some unexpected challenge, well, you'll probably let go of that habit and go, I, can't, I don't have time for a micro break right now. Yeah. When that's exactly what will fuel your performance and yeah. your ability to deal with it. So morning routine, micro habits, movement, and the research shows clearly time and nature. Mm. Lock that in every week. Go and spend half an hour, an hour in nature. It's so good for everything from immune function to blood pressure to um, yeah, overall well-being. Wow. I'm like lapping up these tips. <sighs> so great. Can you tell me from your perspective mm. why snoozing the alarm is a terrible thing to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. So, well, firstly, being greeted every morning by an alarm. Yeah. It says true. it all. That's <laughs> true, yeah. It sends you into fight, flight, freeze, straight off the bat <laughs> so there are tools uh there are some apps that can help with this where you'll only be woken up during a REM phase of sleep which is better mm. if you're woken up in deep sleep well you experience sleep inertia you feel terrible until that deep sleep cycle is actually finished yeah so now you're hitting a snooze button, <laughs> sinking back into deep sleep, waking up five minutes later, sinking back, waking up. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not great for our physical and, and mental health. Uh, I, I think it's, yeah, it's not a good tool. If you think about how we evolved for hundreds of thousands of years, we woke up with the light of dawn that got our ancestors moving. Now we can control when we wake up and when we go to sleep and we've got tools like alarm clocks. So I think we can make technology work for us by using an app or an alarm that wakes you up during a REM sleep cycle. Mm. That was transformative for me. Yeah, wow. Waking up during dream sleep, you don't feel as groggy as you would otherwise. Yeah. It's amazing if you've got an early morning flight, use an app like Sleep Cycle and it will wake you up before your target wake up time, but during dream sleep. Yeah and you don't feel as bad, it's amazing. And then ultimately you would aim to align your sleep and wake up rhythms with nature. So waking up around dawn, okay, that's going to be maybe more challenging in the middle of summer, because yeah. it's very early, or uh, and going to bed later in, in summer. But as much as you can, just striving for that regularity. Yeah. And eventually it becomes a habit and from feedback around the world people don't need an alarm anymore yeah wow mm. that's really good advice thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that 
any this is yeah I pop this one in here because I do really think it's been a challenging year and I've said that multiple times but there's probably been some setbacks um, for business owners you know maybe some expectations they had for the year that hasn't happened do you have any strategies to help business owners bounce back from setbacks or, or failures yeah well in our research this year the 2023 Resilience Global Report, we discovered that the most important factor supporting high performers, those with the highest resilience, was fulfillment. Mm, yep. Fulfillment is all about asking what went well, acknowledging the successes, even the small wins, yep. and sharing that with others and creating space on our journey for that introspection or reflection to say, hey, it's not all bad. Because we do have a negativity bias, which can drag us into anxiety, worries about the future, or rumination, mm. you know, thoughts of the past, often repetitive thoughts of the past. And, and what that really does is it drags us out of the present moment. We're no longer focusing on what we can control here now. We're actually just drifting off uh, in fantasy world or rumination. And often our ruminations are not even that accurate. Mm. Our memories tend to be biased yeah. by emotions and all kinds of other things. So no matter what's happened, can you bring your attention to this moment and focus on what you can control right now and reflect on what actually went well rather than on everything that didn't go well? And, and how can we align on whatever our mission is, our purpose, discovering the why, as Simon Sinek always says, the, the golden circle. Yeah. So focus on why, start with that, and then figure out how and what you're going to do because the why is, touches your purpose and that generates positive emotion and that can really help get that momentum back again. So mm. yeah, notice those thinking patterns. Oh, I'm worrying about next year or I'm ruminating about last year. Just check is it draining my energy yeah it probably is what can i focus on right now that will actually help me to have more influence in mm. the future yeah totally and i love that to think you know what actually have been the wins of this year yeah. because within the negative talk you know there is so much positive that every yeah. business owner and leader has had this year so yeah. seek those out instead of going straight to you know, the negative sides, all those setbacks. Um, yeah. And I think as a leader, asking your team, what went well? Yeah. You yeah. create a culture of gratitude and fulfillment, which w will ultimately drive you forward. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. That's really cool. When looking ahead to the summer holidays, how can these high functioning owners and leaders actually switch off? <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, I think being disciplined is important because what we practice, we get really good at. Yeah. So if I've practiced scrolling and being hyper vigilant all year long yeah. on my phone until I finally fall asleep, well, chances are that that habit is going to continue into the holidays. Mm. Uh, I know so many people, I've been in that boat myself where I'm sitting on a beach in Fiji checking my emails. Yeah. Why? It's yeah. just because the app is on the front screen of the phone. Yeah. And I've habituated to, in any spare moment, clicking that because there might or might not be something in there that's important. So maybe dragging all of those apps that you're habituated to using and putting them on a different screen mm -hmm. just so that they're not there on the home screen. Or if you're brave, committing to have phone free time every day. Yeah. Focus on your family and friends and your leisure activities and things that are important to you. 
uh, it's also an opportunity to create some new habits. So it doesn't have to be huge. I love the micro habits approach. You know, start small and just make sure that you remind yourself every day at 10 a.m. I'm going to take five minutes out to go and stand in the sun or to do a workout, have a stretch yeah. or whatever it is. Use it as an opportunity to build habits that will support you the next year. But I often do this zebra and lion demonstration. You know, when the zebra is being chased by the lion, its immune system might go offline, temporarily suppressed. When we're under chronic stress, our immune system is not as um, functional as it usually is. So you might notice that on the first day of holiday, you get a sore throat. Uh, your immune <laughs> system comes back online. Mm -hmm. uh, start preparing for the holidays now. Yes. So in, insert some breaks. Make sure that you start creating boundaries in the evenings. You know, 90 minutes before bed, just put the phone away. Nothing exciting generally happens in the last 90 minutes. Yeah. Rather preserve uh, the melatonin that's naturally released and, and ease your way into sleep. So the advice is after a busy year, start relaxing now yeah, yeah. and use this opportunity to recover and to energize and to do some things that really give you joy mm. you know go somewhere that makes you feel a sense of awe when you look at that view or an activity that's playful i interviewed uh, someone on the resilience podcast who talks about play mm. and play is so good for us it's so good for our mental health our physical emotional health maybe finding something that you really enjoy that is playful mm. and dedicating five minutes of that each day to yeah. yourself yeah totally mm. no it's such great advice i love the idea of starting now not just going cool i'm gonna run to the end and then come christmas day i'm gonna suddenly be healthy and yeah. energetic with my family and you know all that sort of stuff so it's important to sort of start setting us out yeah. for that win mm -hmm. this is a little bit extreme but that week you know from christmas to new year's where everyone's in, in holiday mode, family mode, whatever, I actually tend to put my phone in a cupboard or I get my husband to hide my phone for mm. um, oh, that week. This is very extreme, but that week because no one really gets in touch um, or even if it's just a day or if that's even too much, a couple hours, yes. just um, to totally clock off from the world. And I just find my days, I did it last year and I just found my days were so slow in the best way. Like, you know, when you're on holiday, you want your days to be slow. And so I found my days just felt so much slower and I was never comparing my beach day with someone's jet ski experience yes. is what I say. Um, just whatever I did filled my tank and I didn't need to worry what other people were doing over their summer holidays. And I don't know, it's just something that I'm actually longing for and looking forward to doing this year is just putting the phone away and being mm. present so yeah, yeah. I, re I really like that and I interviewed uh, a guy named Taino Benz on the podcast uh, and he he actually was the founder of phone free day oh wow and the benefits of it anecdotal and research-based are incredible mm. you know people just find that it's it gives you a sense of relief yeah. when you just don't have it in your environment totally however it's a tool and i think if we use it as a tool it can be amazing yeah i'm sure when humans first discovered fire they burnt themselves all the time <laughs> so <true>. <laughs> <laughs> they played with it all day long right? yeah yeah uh, we're in that phase with mobile phone technology so give it a break sometimes you don't need to play with the fire all day long yeah you know, put it away use it as a tool i, I like to the idea of batch processing so you know Okay, I've got my phone. 
I'll spend an hour on it a day. Yeah. Let's let's be realistic. Totally. I'll spend an hour on social media every day, but I'll do it between this time and this time. Yeah. Not constantly. Yeah. And turn off all push notifications over the holidays. That's my one, number one recommendation. Yeah, good call. If you can, just turn them all off. Yeah. You will have more space in your life. Yeah, totally agree. No, it's so good. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom on interviewer, you know, well-being, how to actually reset and enjoy a summer holiday and so much more within this conversation. And for those listening, uh, we have also just released the video uh, from the Auckland event that Brad um, presented on around this topic and he dives even deeper into some of these subjects in that hour session. So I'll make sure that that video is linked in these show notes. Uh, but Brad, thank you for your time and hope you have an amazing summer holiday and a great well-deserved break as well. Thank you so much and wishing you all the best, everyone out there.